0: The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this left on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the making. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Crossing route, Gurley makes the catch 20. First down, he hurdles. Far
2: side of the field, stays on his feet. Inside the 10, Todd Gurley making his case for MVP. Rams' sideline across the field from us erupts in celebration. And so the playoffs are coming back to L.A. This January at the Coliseum. We, not me, versus the NFC. And for the first time since 2003, the Rams are NFC West champions.
1: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is managing editor Derek Ciapala with the man, the myth, the legend, Norm Hightower. We are post-Super Bowl. We have a lot to talk about today. You would think we didn't. Because the Rams didn't play, but yes, we do we have a lot. But first, before we get there, let me have and get a shout out to all you who join us on iTunes. Go on, we have a contest going on. Five-star reviews. Equal getting instantly entered into our contest to win a wonderful gift certificate to nflshop.com. You can follow us on SoundCloud, subscribe to us there. You can subscribe on Stitcher. Oh, by the way, guess what? We're also on Android now. I don't know if you knew that. We're on Android. You can find us on iHeartRadio and on Google Play. Check us out. Follow us. We love
2: to know that you're there listening to us. Okay. By the way, we're live. We're at the uh, the Ohio office, and we're sitting here together live, so there won't be any editing. So if we screw up, forgive us, but that's the way it's going to be.
1: Yeah, he just
2: doesn't want to edit today. i <laughs> probably cut that part out. I don't know. Anyways,
1: so the game's over, 41-33. Big performance out of Nick Foles. I think we're going to focus mainly on former Rams this postseason. Nick Foles puts the cap on it. You have the numbers. What are the
2: norm? Yeah, he went 28 for 43, 373 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception that really wasn't his fault. Uh, Nick Foles looked like he was on a mission. He didn't make many mistakes at all. He was putting the ball in tight windows and just looked like a Super Bowl winning quarterback and deserved the MVP and, and shows why he's been a talent throughout the league. And, you know, you asked me during the game, what happens to him now? I'm kind of curious to see that myself. It, what do you do? You, can you go back to Philadelphia? I mean, it's not even a guarantee that Carson
1: Wentz will be the starting quarterback there next year, but you're going you to have to pay him some money to come back. I mean, he's, he just won a Super Bowl for you it Was part of that franchise. I don't know. I mean, there's gotta be some teams out there looking for a starter, but for him with his skill set, he's, he's a better fit in only certain offenses. So I'm wondering where he goes, but no matter what I got, we have, we gotta think it's not just him, former Rams case Keenum.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, you look at the performances by both of them in the playoffs and they both showed that they're quality quarterbacks that have the capability of taking a team to the playoffs. And, uh, Obviously, they both won in the playoffs. And Nick Foles actually goes on and wins the Super Bowl and wins the MVP. So I think that says a lot for for the talent that the Rams have had on their squad in the past. But what does that mean for the coaching that they had with Jeff Fisher? And I think that's where we go today.
1: We sat down we talked about how we wanted this show to go. And there were several different thoughts for us. We have the awards show. We'll talk about that this episode Isaac Bruce not getting in the Hall of Fame. We're gonna have focus, we're gonna have a whole podcast next week talking about the Hall of Fame because we it's we know he belongs in the, in the Hall of Fame. We know Tory Holt belongs. The question is when, and we think they deserve a little bit more time than what we're able to give tonight. So that leaves a very we we've talked about it, Norm. We've talked about this over and over again throughout the last year. Chris Long wins another certain night. McLeod. McLeod wins the Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, Nick Foles wins the Super Bowl. Case Keenum takes his team all the way to the
2: NFC championship game. Well, and then you got Amendola that had 152 yards receiving for the Patriots. These are former Rams. Most of them played under
1: played under Jeff Fisher. And this is where we're going tonight. There's been throughout the entire year talk to Jeff Fisher wants to come back and coach again. We've said it time and time again on the podcast. He should never be allowed on the NFL sideline again. And we're we're, we're probably kicking a dead horse a little bit. But it's just a, it's such a plain observation. How can you not talk about it? We have Nick Foles leading the Eagles to a Super Bowl title tonight. Case Keenum takes his team all the way to the NFC Championship game.
2: Oh, I think that'll let Jeff Fisher, come back and coach. I think he should be offensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks. (laughs) (laughs) You know,
1: it used to be way back when he was coaching the Titans, and I felt like he got a bad rap. I felt for the longest time that ownership kind of kept him down lock and key and restricted what he can do. And later on when we talked to – the, uh, the Titans folks or our podcast, they said, no, 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 actually, they were pretty close. Y- you know, years years later, your hindsight, you kind of think, do we, do we not realize what Jeff Fisher did to this franchise?
2: I think Jeff Fisher, the only positive thing you can take away from what he did was he brought in some good talent. Um, what he did with that talent, though, uh, wasn't very impressive. But... Uh, He did bring in some good talent. And I just, I question everything about Fisher now because, I mean, look at the award show last night. You got Coach of the Year, Sean McVay. You got Offensive Player of the Year, uh, Todd Gurley. And then you've got Defensive Player of the Year, Aaron Donald. I mean, they swept it last night. Other than MVP, they swept it. And that's just a one-year turnaround from Jeff Fisher being gone. So, to me, it's... It's night and day, the difference in the team once Fisher's gone. And you have to think about it. There, there are some new players on the team, but the main core of the team was the Jeff Fisher squad. And they performed way better than they, they ever had under Jeff Fisher. So well, that says a lot to me about what Jeff Fisher lacked as a coach.
1: It's not just that. The main core of the team wasn't just back from last year. That core team's been together for a couple of years.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And... To see the quick turnaround is mind-blowing to me. And the only equation, the only thing that changes in that equation is coaching. So, and I want—I I think we need to mention this. This, we're happy. I
2: think we can all agree we're happy Sean McVay is the head coach of this team. Oh, absolutely. I, I expected McVay last night when he went up and had his acceptance speech as coach of the year to walk up on stage and go. You know what I think about that? Woo! <laughs> I mean, that's what we we definitely expect that. So,
1: before anybody thinks we're going back or trying to kick a dead horse and and brutalize it and it's just kind of this when you have time to look back at your season and you see how your team did and then you go and you see how other players who let's just be honest here suffered under the coaching staff that Jeff Fisher had in St. Louis and then Los Angeles it puts in perspective how can you ever ever have this guy coach an NFL team again
2: well and look at look at the game that the Rams had against Philly it's a very similar game to what you saw tonight it shows that we're very close and you know by all uh, if you look at all the different aspects of the game, we have, We had a shot of actually being there and playing the Patriots tonight. And the Eagles gave them everything they had and, and ultimately ended up winning the game. And, you know, the Rams could have been the team there. And they're, they're very, very close. And that's just in a one-year turnaround. So, you know, I, I agree that Jeff Fisher and all of that is part of what's bad about the Rams. But uh, I'm really done with him. I'm done with the whole thing now. I, I, it really solidified tonight seeing some of our former players and this season seeing, you know, other other players perform well in other teams that Jeff Fisher should have never coached this team and now I can move on and look at the new era and see where we're going and be happy with that.
1: Fisher ball's is dead. Yeah. And it never, never should have that 79 BS should never be on the, on the sideline again. And I guess this is kind of a way for us to bury it as well. Yeah. You know, I mean five years of watching Football, and, and we need to. I think we need to be a little fair. There were some good moments in that five years. There were. Sure. And the, the problem has never reached that potential, they never grew beyond a certain level. They never developed players the way they should have. You brought the, the, the coaching staff the Rams had on there, their names, Boudreaux, so on and so forth, those are names who have been successful in other places, and yet they failed in the end on that staff sure and so how do you really we're a scarred franchise we went from 2003 all the way to this year without making the playoffs with a winning record without a winning record then nearly eight and eight we make playoffs kind of a joke and five of those years were supposed to be years in which this Rams team quickly under Fisher came back and it never happened Never have it. And then I watched Nick Foles tonight. What a, what a class act he was throughout the whole process of going to St. Louis. The whole time when he almost leaves the game, goes to the Chiefs, goes to the Eagles. What a class act. And it was actually very happy for him to win a Super Bowl tonight. And you know hopefully move on with his career and, and be successful somewhere else.
2: Well, and congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles winning their first title. Uh, that city has been looking for it for a long time, and congratulations to them for that. And, you know, and props to Tom Brady. As much as I don't like the Patriots, and, and, oh, by the way, way, uh, I was right. We did win by a touchdown, so that doesn't happen very often when I can say I was right, but I was right. (coughs) Excuse me. So, but, you know, props to the 40-year-old quarterback. He goes out. Throws for 50%, 28 for 48, for 505 yards, and three touchdowns. That's a hell of a performance by any quarterback. And, uh, you know, when you had a minute and a half left on the clock and he's got a chance to drive down the field, you're thinking, oh, no. Not again. Here we go. Yeah, not again. And uh, props to the Eagles for stepping up and and making that one defensive play they've needed all night long at the right time uh, to put the nail in it. And... You know, it was one of the better Super Bowls I've ever watched. Uh, I don't know if I'd have said that if the Patriots would have won, but uh, the way it turned out, uh, it was a hell of a game, and and congratulations to them. Why don't we uh, we thank our sponsor? Sure, sure. Hey,
1: Sal Martinez over at the Golden Ram Barbershop. Give that man a call at 714-894-7267. Give him a call, get an appointment, get a great haircut, go to talk some Rams football in his museum of Rams. It's the we've been there. We both went, got ourselves some some neat haircuts, talked some barbershop, talk with, with Sal. It's at 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California at 92683. It's open eight AM to six PM Monday through Friday. And on Saturday, open seven AM to closed on Sundays. He takes appointments. That's how he runs his business. Go in there, get an appointment at
2: 714 rams Even if you're not a Rams fan and you're a fan of another NFL team or just want to talk football, Sal's a real knowledgeable guy and, and you'll enjoy the conversation with him along with your haircut. Yeah, traditional barbershop, really, in terms of how you talk
1: talk sports in there. Yeah. And the, the thing that blew my mind was when we went in there, he told us 10%, only about 10% of his customers were actual Rams fans. Go on there, get the guys and support guys.
2: Yeah, let's go out and help him out. So,
1: All right. Uh, you mentioned... Brady's performance, we talked about Foles finishing this year off as well. Case Keenum, we had our doubts about him last year in the uniform for the Rams. In the end, he still has his flaws. We we talked about those flaws. He still led the, the, the Vikings to an NFC championship game that no one for us, us always saw coming. You know, and again, great representation of former Rams.
2: Absolutely. Which, Isn't that- and I think that's why we need to turn our focus now on the Rams that are in the spotlight and the Rams that have uh, stepped up this last year and really performed well, and that's our award winners last night. So what did you think of uh, Gurley winning offensive player of the year?
1: I think it was a given. You know The, the Rams don't make the playoffs. They don't, they don't do anything without Todd Gurley being both that receiver and that pat you know that, that rusher that they've needed that, that multifaceted guy who can pick, pick you up on your shoulders and carry you. There's just no other way to say that. That's what they've needed all along. And when they didn't have that in 2016, they fell apart. And when they were successful in 2015,
2: he was the one doing it. I really think he should have got the MVP this year. But, you know, of course my opinion is a little jaded. Uh, a, a little bit because, you know, I've been a Rams fan my whole life. But... Uh, does Gurley win that award if McVeigh's not his coach this year? Probably not. So, Probably you know, not. that's another reason that I think Sean McVay deserved Coach of the Year. Uh, what a turnaround in not only in in wins and losses, but in attitude and culture and, and just everything involved with the team. You can just see the energy that, that comes out of there. And then, you know, we all know how talented Aaron Donald is and and I think last night made the contract negotiations maybe even a little tougher for the Rams uh, with him winning Defensive Player of the Year. Not tougher in the fact that they need to sign him, but probably going to hurt their pocketbook a little bit more having that, uh, having that award to throw at him as uh, part of his resume. I, you know, it also, if you think about that on the flip side of it, when you have
1: awards at Defensive Player of the Year, at Coach of the Year, and at Offensive Player of the Year, there's also, to me, a reverse effect. You, you, how can you not see what's starting to happen in that Rams franchise and why would you want to leave? Why, and also, in many way, many reasons, why would you want to price
2: out that team for being able to get you help? Yeah, well, I think, I think the part that really comes into play, and, the, and, and I think he kind of saw it in his acceptance speech, and I really like how Aaron Donald speaks. He, he basically doesn't say a whole lot. He just says what's on his mind real quick and keeps it short and sweet. Mm -hmm. But one thing he did say is how he loved playing with the team that he plays with. And, uh, you know, if he really, truly does love it, let's get a contract put together that's fair on both sides and let's get this thing moving forward so that we can really focus on what we're going to do next year as far as who we're going to bring in and what free agents we're going to bring in and, and uh, get an early start on this. So I'm hoping that they, they can come to some kind of an agreement. But I, I was really stoked to see, you know, the Rams pretty much sweep those three categories last night. That was pretty awesome. It's impressive. It's really impressive.
1: You know, and then there's the other side as well. The other side being, the, you know, the pessimist that comes out in any fan. How on earth can they win Coach of the Year, win Offensive Player of the Year, win Defensive Player of the Year, but yet be gone in the first round of the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I, I really don't think you can make that argument just because of the turnaround and and the fact that we're talking about the Rams who have been honestly so bad for so long and they turn the season around, make the playoffs and play impressive football all year long. I don't think you can take that away from from how well these players did and... There's always going to be pessimists in everything that you do. But, I mean, Todd Gurley, he deserved the award. And and like I said, I think he even, in my opinion, was the MVP. And then Aaron Donald, you know, he's the he's the first guy since 99, since Warren Sapp, to, to win the uh, Defensive Player of the Year as an interior defensive lineman. And, you know, there's no other defensive lineman that even compared to him this year when it came to Uh, quarterback rushes and hits and sacks and all that stuff so I don't think I don't think there was any question at all that he was going to win it Gurley with the receptions this year and the passing game being part of his forte now I don't really think you could argue that that he deserved that award either I think the only pessimism that anybody could bring in would be coach of the year but even then look at the turnaround that he made and look at what what he did for this team and what he did for the culture and, and how he made this team, you know, not not only good, but so much better than they were. And, you know, that's going to bring in, that's going to make free agents want to come play for the Rams, and I think that's really going to help our team and improve us in the long run. Well,
1: that's really the thing, too, when you talk about debates. The only debate I really see, I think, it is the same with you. Offensive player of the year is no-brainer. Defensive player of, of the year is no-brainer. You know, I knew once those both went to Rams that Gurley wasn't going to win the MVP. That sure. There's no way they're going to do a four-way sweep on that. And, you know, Brady, he does deserve it. I'm not going to argue the case against Brady. The thing with Coach of the Year, and I got into this debate with, you know, a member of the Philadelphia media, a couple of fans. One of them said, you know, how can you, how can you give Coach of the Year to a guy who – eliminated, was eliminated first round of the playoffs, Yeah, here we are, Doug Peterson going to the Super Bowl, and now he's won it. And the argument is, to me is twofold. A, it's a regular season award. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And B, you can look at the history of the Eagles since the early 2000s, and they're generally almost always competitive. They're almost always a playoff contender. They may have a, a, a rough season here or there, They always come back. They always find the right coach. They always get the right mix of players. They're always in contention. The Rams have not been in contention for almost 15 years. Let's just be real about that. We're talking about a team that didn't win more than seven games from 2004. Well, correction, 2006 they had eight. was from 2006 all the way through 2016. This team wasn't expected by many, in many cases, to be above eight and eight this year. Right. They weren't expected to be a contender. But yet, McVeigh comes in there, turns it all around, gets them an NFC West title, gets them 11 wins, in the process, beating out Vaughn in Seattle. Yay. Seattle's mm-hmm. gone. Okay. Mm-hmm. And also setting this team up for the future. So, you know, I can't really. I can't argue against Doug Peterson. I can't. He's deserving. Sure, and so is Doug Marone.
2: For yeah, for the Bills, sure, certainly. Jaguars. Sorry, I got fired by the
0: Bills.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, mean,
2: the Jaguars had a heck of a turnaround too. But you know, Jacksonville's been good off and on in the last fifteen years. There are lots, you know, like the Rams in the sense that they haven't won a lot. But you can debate it all day long. I, I think you know, obviously we're biased because we're Rams fans, but looking at it generally without that and and being real about it, the you know, he's he's the youngest coach in the league. Uh, he hates hearing that, but he is. And he comes in as a first-year head coach, which I think is another reason that it really puts him in for the contention of that mm-hmm. and, and turns the team around like he did. And I think the fact that it was his first year, you know, being so new to the, New to the head coaching job, and turning the team around and changing the culture and making LA a team to not only to respect but make them a force to be reckoned with. Uh, I I I would debate all day long that he deserves this with anyone out there.
1: Well, he does, and I think if you can you can say, well, we're biased, and yeah, there's a degree of bias here, but the body of work makes a case. We can Doug Marome. He he deserves it. Doug Peterson deserves it, and Sean McVay deserves it. But in the end, put in total context of an actual case, in the case of the Jaguars, they were expected to be better this year. They played in a much weaker division, in a much weaker conference.
2: And were they as exciting to watch? I I could argue no. Okay. They had the they had one of the top defenses in the league, which is great. But I, I just don't. I think apples to apples for Marone to McVeigh, you, you've, you've got to lean towards McVeigh. And uh, I just don't see any comparison really out there. I think if you look at everything on the table, I think there's no doubt that Sean McVeigh deserves that award. And I'm happy for him and, and happy for the Rams franchise. And, and I think it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good thing to go into the to the combine and free agency You know, winning those three awards it gives us legitimacy. It shows that you know the Rams are back, and uh, they're set up for for a while. And if we bring in the right players and draft the right players, I think we got a real shot at having a strong future with this team for the next five to ten years. A couple more thoughts on that on that too before we move on. And
1: when it comes to Doug Marone's, uh, not Doug Marone, Doug Peterson's performance, the Eagles. You know, his case is solid as well. He put together you know, a solid season. His quarterback goes out against the Rams. They get into the playoffs. They still win the division. And eventually they win the Super Bowl. And if the, the case, if the argument is made based on everything, the entire body of work all the way through the postseason, then the award should be Doug Peterson's. Sure, That's not how it actually works out. It's a regular season award. And... When you flip also around with the Rams, the other part of that case, too, is their schedule is brutal. Sure. It's brutal. And it, it, it matches up very well with the Eagles, but I would argue that theirs is, was probably worse. You cannot forget that. Going from a worst offense in the league to the best scoring offense in the league, there's, there's definitely a resume to say McVeigh deserved it.
2: Well, and the Eagles were expected to be a better team than the Rams this year. And, you know, obviously they won the Super Bowl and they beat us head to head. So we have to say that they are. But if you look at it, you know, overall, I think we, we had every chance to be as good as them, if not better, had everything lined up. So when you look at the regular season, I'm, I agree with you 100%. McVeigh deserves it. And if you go to the postseason, obviously uh, the Eagles coach deserves it. So, but... You know it is what it is. We want them, and I'm happy for the Rams, and I look forward to uh, to what happens here in the next couple months. The thing about this Rams team too is it's still flawed.
1: the The team itself going 11 and five great accomplishment. The reason why they lose that playoff game is they still had a holes in that roster, and they also lucked out. This team did not have many injuries throughout the year. They, you know, their their death was not test was sorry not tested very often, and so. There's still plenty of improvement to go on with this team. When we found out in that playoff game against the Falcons, there's still a lot to grow on. And it's not going to take much of some fixing at middle linebacker, or some outside linebacker, getting yourself a nose, some corners, and you know, developing your tight ends a bit. And all of a sudden, this team is a true blue Super Bowl we'll contender all the way through. We saw signs of it last year, and now we can look forward to the future. But it's, you know, when the question is, did McVay deserve it? Well, The last piece of that is just that. The depth on that team is not... You know,
2: Philadelphia is a deeper team. The Falcons are a deeper team. Sure. Well, and, you know, Kayvon Webster doesn't go down with an Achilles. Do we go farther? I don't know. But it certainly didn't help us getting hurt and having issues with depth in our cornerbacks because we were already shy there Mm anyway. So, obviously, that's an area with Tremaine Johnson's uh, contract situation with the Rams. And uh, who knows if Kayvon Webster's gonna be even ready to play by the, by the beginning of next season. You know, obviously cornerback is an area that we're gonna have to really shore up. And, and I'm hoping they bring in some veteran presence as well as some rookies. So I, I'm really excited to see the combine this year. Uh, we've had a taste of the Senior Bowl and uh, you know, lots of good things to come. Lots and they're not far. It's it's
1: it's so it's such so close. <laughs> it's you know, this team they have a few things they have, they can't let to do right. In the end, if they can just stay the course, stay moving forward, keep growing, keep developing, this is a team that's gonna be very good for the next five, whatever years. That's just how it's gonna be if they stay that course. But this is also the NFL and a couple bad decisions, you know, get too confident in who you are, you'll make mistakes, and let's hope the Rams don't, don't take that path.
2: By the way, did I mention that I was right, that the Eagles won by a touchdown? <laughs> yeah, you, you did.
1: I just thought, you know, those of you who know me, you know that I'm the cynical one, and we're talking as the game's going on, it's, it's almost to about, what, 250 left in the game or something like that, and mm-hmm. the Eagles just scored the touchdown, it 38-33, and I, I turned to him and my brother and I said, this is how it's going to go. It's, they're going to miss this two-point conversion. They did, by the way. Braves going to take them downfield. It's going to score a touchdown last play of the game or so. Eagles lose this game 39-38. Three seconds later, sack fumbled up. And Eagles win. I was wrong, but the, the pessimism when it comes to the Patriots, it never... Never goes away. <laughs> it's just it's the Patriots. What can you say? It's it's
2: how things are always going to be. Well, I'm just happy that uh, that the Eagles won tonight because I would have had a really, really long week had the Patriots won again, and I had to listen to it all week long. So now I'll hear all about, you know, well, those two catches, those two touchdown catches for the Eagles shouldn't have been catches and yada, yada, oh, yada. Garbage. And yeah, they. I mean... <laughs> For once that all the, for once, all the officiating calls didn't go New England's way. So it was nice to actually a very good, very good game. I I think they did. I think the officials called a good game. They let them play. Uh, I think the one call was called a touchdown by the officials and I don't think he could overturn it. And the Zacher touchdown at the end of the game, there was no question that that was a touchdown. So, you know, I'm just happy to, to see the result and, uh, this concludes our season this year, and thank you, everyone, for joining us this year. Rams Talk has grown a lot. Uh, our followers have increased a ton, and we'd love to see it keep going that way. We're going to bring you some new things this year. We're going to keep trying to improve everything, hopefully bring on some more writers, do more podcasts, and just uh, try to make 2018-2019 season you know just as good as we possibly can, and hopefully, the Rams will, will have another season like this year and get us all excited for the playoffs. Speaking of which,
1: speaking of which, if you are interested in being a part of our staff for the 2018 season, give us an email at ramstalk1945 at gmail.com. Put writer in the subject line, uh, tell me a bit about yourself. Uh, if you have a resume, great. If you have a writing sample, great. we love to talk with you. We have a couple people coming on. If there are other things as well, we're looking for a social media coordinator, somebody who can get on and talk on our behalf and, and get on Facebook and get on Twitter and be a part of our team and, and represent us well. We're always looking for people who can talk well, hopefully talk better than me, <laughs> as a and join the podcast team as well. So if you're interested in these things, send us an email again, Talk 1945 at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. If you have any feedback on the show, any questions you want to ask us for the next show, the next show we're going to cover mainly the Hall of Fame. Um, we'll cover a few other things as well, but we're going to talk a lot about the Hall of Fame. That'll be next next week. Now. and uh, It's a great opportunity to interact with us. We, we love to talk with you. We love to hear your point of view. We do this because we want to interact with you. We we are members of the media. We are journalists, but we know we're journalists who enjoy the engagement of the fan base because we're fans too. We're, that's who we are. And we're not going to hide. We're not going to sit here and tell you we're not biased because we know we are. Hopefully, we cover it, though in a strong, objective way, even when the Rams screw up or whatever, <laughs> and that does happen from time to time. We've been that for years. All right. So, as we get ready to shut down the shop here, one last thing. Again, iTunes, go on there, give us that five-star review, get in on our contest. It's a $50 gift certificate for NFLShop.com. All you got to do is just leave that review. You can find us on Stitcher. Subscribe there. Our Heart Radio. We're on Android.
2: We are also on SoundCloud and Google Play. Check us out. We really want to give that prize away. So, you know, go on there and check us out and give us a review so we can give somebody something to where they can go out and buy their new golf or their new... Uh, girly or their new Cooper Cup, or, you know, heaven forbid, their new Tom Brady or whatever Hello, jerseys. <laughs> but uh, it's an NFL shop card, and, uh, you know, it's yours to to win. And all you need to do is give us that five star review. Okay. This week's midweek podcast will be uh, with Frank Stamps
1: for Rams, from, uh, Rams linebacker from the 1980s. Great guy. Had a great football conversation with him. Let's check that out next uh, this Thursday. Next week, we'll have our Hall of Fame podcast four norm high tower. This is Derek C. Apollo, take it easy. Adios.